0: And the date is August 15th, 2000, and what year is this, 12, right? Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) (laughs) It's Podcast Unlocked, episode 67, IGN's Xbox, and Xbox 360, and Xbox Live Arcade, and Smart Glass, and... Excellent. what am i leaving out man indie,
2: indie games indie
0: games windows phone technically even though uh, i mean you're here
2: justin davis our wireless editor yep hello welcome well and, wait, uh, i did that backwards you welcome me <laughs> and i say thank you yeah i got you it can, you can
0: welcome me also it works <laughs> out destin Legary, ace uh cameraman yeah this week hi hi I'm doing an experiment running social experiments <laughs> yeah. are good that's fun um we can do those we can run them and see how they go so, yes, it is mid-August already. That puts us at T-minus one month until the holiday season, the holiday rush, really starts with... I mean, I think Borderlands 2 is really the kickoff of everything. Do you guys agree with that? Mm, I guess. Yeah. You guess. Well, I'm I just sense saying a that dissenting ha- opinion. So I do okay. yeah. Me? No. <laughs>
3: yeah. I just say that because it's another sequel. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, the, the holiday season is like new games Then and you're stuff.
0: never having a holiday
3: yeah, they're, season. They're all sequels. <laughs> Well, you don't think Sleeping Dogs kicked it off or Darksiders It's do? But it's, yeah. uh, it's August, summer. That's August, That can't be holiday yeah. yet.
0: August or summer games. Yeah? Totally. Okay, It's a great summer game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got both uh, Darksiders 2 and Sleeping Dogs out this week. Reviews are up on IGN. I was very – they both fared well mm-hmm. from us. I was very surprised to see uh, on our traffic, one of those two games did significantly better traffic on as far as its review – Than the other, indicating a lot more interest in one over the other. I I guess Darkseid or something. I don't want to. I probably shouldn't say which, just for to. I don't know, some sort of (laughs) professional courtesy to
2: people were people were very very upset okay give me this symbol
1: if it was (laughs) we're filming dude was game one (laughs) we're not on the radio (laughs) anymore
0: it's if this goes on youtube i'll be i'll get in trouble it's true Um, i can't do that
2: we sleeping dogs turned out really really good Uh, colin moriarty reviewed it gave it an eight five he loves that game um you know which is very surprising i think Mm. people didn't have many expectations for it and uh, you know he sits his desk is right next to mine and i've been watching him play it and uh you know, it looks great. It's got that same level of, you know, open world jankiness that every open world game has. But, uh, you know, if you can look past that or if you're in the mood for a new open world game, you know, 8.5, it's great. Well, you know, and
0: you it's know. a testament to the developer, United Front Games, because that, that game went through a lot of trauma along the way. that, that And it survived, which a lot of games wouldn't. It, it actually started off as its own thing. And then Activision came in. I forget it had a code name, and they told they told me what the code name was. Yeah. And then Activision's
3: like, "Hey, you got to put this game's name on it." Right. Activision
0: came in and made it turned it into a true crime game, Hmm. and then Activision very, I would say, unceremoniously, except it was the opposite. It was they very ceremoniously dumped it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were left to flounder until Square Enix came in and they spent a bunch more time on it and here it is now as sleeping dogs and it exists so i mean it's congratulations to those guys really yeah. for not only persevering like it, yeah. and yeah getting to the end of the 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 end of the yeah. tunnel the light at the end of the tunnel but actually the game is good
2: and i would say you know it's absolutely critical that that game comes out now you know yeah. it's an august game and uh, you know if that game were to come out in the fall it would just get chewed up and spit out no matter what the reviews were like so yeah you're I mean, absolutely you know, right i actually it,
3: i actually did the guide on that game so i've been playing it for like forever you've probably
0: played it more than anyone in the world outside of <laughs> outside of the developer right as of right now
3: yeah i i guess so um my only thing is like once you beat it, once you beat the main story and you've done all the side quests and everything, there's kind of not a lot for you to do as a player. Like you can steal cards and stuff, but yeah. like you kind of lose that motivation to go back and explore. That's the only downside. To I would it. Say Saints Row, but that's after like 30 hours, right? So Saints
0: yeah. Row the third was kind of a lot like that for me too, where I had a phenomenal time with that game, mm. uh, and the missions were hilarious and super fun. But yeah, once you kind of tore through it all, there wor- there weren't a lot of actual open world repeatable yeah. or random
2: activities to do there were no mm-hmm. open world shenanigans not really All not right. a lot of shenanigans so i can cross that i got to get it onto every podcast yep um, check what, shenanigans yeah
0: here at the that's 550 mark of the show it's done it's out of the way <laughs>
2: well then i can just okay bye guys <laughs> yeah i'm out of here just checking out um i, I also want to touch on uh you know i know i got a lot to get to but darksiders 2 that's the other big yes, review that went up this week uh our own illustrious audrey drake reviewed that and illustrious.
1: uh illustrious words
2: well, you know, I'm a, I'm a professional. <laughs> Justin it, yeah.
0: uses too many too many syllables for this show. I think I got. I got a, I, I'm having a hard time following. Our own, our own. Is very, that like? Is that like hot?
2: Yeah, our own, our own good Audrey Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, she So um, she gave it a 7.5. People are very upset about that score. And to be fair, um, it's getting higher scores other places. It mm-hmm. got, a, it got I, a 9 on some publications. Rich was tweeting that. She got a lot of flack on that right. review. And so out of line, guys. But you,
0: you're going to get, I mean, any reviewer now on a big game that people have pre-ordered and they've literally invested in it because they're hyped up for it and excited for it. Yeah. If you give it a 7.5, they're going to rip into you because it's like you're telling them that their pre-order or their purchase was wrong, was, right. was your are Validating their decision.
2: It's mm. a, as a game reviewer, you have the same conversation over and over and over again, and that's uh, look seven five is is good. That's good on our scale. It's almost great. You know, eight yeah. would be great. So the, you know, no one can be upset about that. But they are, and that's because people aren't reading reviews to find out how good a game is. They're reading reviews to validate their own, exactly you know, either yeah. purchase decision or validate their own opinion. So um, you know, people are geniuses if if their opinion agrees with you, and they're idiots if their opinion disagrees with Fair you. Much. You're or. an idiot. Oh. <laughs> so i mean yeah i'm excited about dark siders 2 i was pleasantly surprised by the first um you know it's one of those games i don't think i'm gonna rush out and buy it for 60 bucks yeah uh, you know i'll 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 play it eventually
0: i don't know if we've said it on this show before and we probably have so i won't spend long on it but i do worry that if that game you know it's getting got a 7.5 from us mixed reviews you know it's not coming out as a as a universally acclaimed nine must buy game yeah if dark siders 2 doesn't sell super well if it just sells okay i worry for the future of of vigil that studio simply because of thq's very very um shaky financial state well,
3: Yeah, I, I didn't play the first one but that was like a big surprise to people it did yeah like yeah. really well it was kind of like a sleeper hit and people com- were comparing it to zelda and everything it, so, was, um, it was
2: very derivative though
0: yeah um can't be a sleeper anymore right that's mm-hmm. exactly yeah um, You're sitting at the big boy table now, the, the, the adult table. You're not at the kids' kids table anymore. You need to slap a two on your game and
2: see how it holds up. <laughs> I also, you know, the other point, and I touched on this, but, you know, it did get a higher score elsewhere than it did from us. And, you know, I haven't looked at the Metacritic or anything, but I'm assuming, you know, other people gave it an even lower score. And that's healthy. That's normal. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people, well, everyone else gave it nines, and you didn't. And it's like, well, you know, okay, I didn't like it as much as other people. It doesn't like, make you know, me wrong. Reviews are mm-hmm. 100% subjective. It's just like, here's what I thought about this. This game you know and you give every game a fair shake and uh i think it's totally okay for one review to be higher or lower than anyone else's review mm-hmm. um of course it is
0: take a look at the dark knight rises in our own office yeah some of us thought it was the best of the trilogy yeah, and some of us thought it was absolutely the worst of the trilogy yeah i mean all that those
3: Versus, man all... the comments in that thing people were going crazy we did uh we did uh batman versus the avengers yeah and, uh
2: yeah People were going like, "Stir the pot." That's a combustible recipe, right Mm. there. Um, You know, all those people that are wrong and dumb that think it's the best of the trilogy. (laughs) I'm um, with you. They just won't. They just won't shut up about it. I liked it. I didn't think it was like the best
0: movie in the trilogy. No. Well, you only have two other ones to choose from. The first one, like, you've given these people everything. Not everything. Not yet. Not yet. I'll, if you need me, I'll be in a pit on the other side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, uh, how I'm going to get home with no ID and no money or anything, but I'm sure somebody will just give me a
3: ride. He just yeah. walks up to the taxi driver. I'm <laughs> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, okay. Hop in. Yeah, You're good for it.
0: Uh, so, um, elsewhere th- on this week's show, coming up in the middle of the show, our featured guest this week, besides these two fine gentlemen, mm. is Dean Dodrill. You may not know his name, but you know his game this week. He is the one-man band, the the sole creator of Dust and Elysian Tale, which yes. is this week's Summer of Arcade game on Xbox Live. Game looks hot. It, it, it is. We gave it an 8.5. Oh, really? Go check I out our... I'm sorry. I didn't even realize our review was up yet. Oh, yes. Uh, we're on it. We are on it like donkey... Kong. Kong. it? Oh, Kong boy. It. Um, really, no. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> he no, really did it. So, yeah, 8.5. Check out our written review. If you want to just watch the video review, that's up as well. But it is, yeah, it is a great end to Summer of Arcade to what was, overall, a pretty pretty mediocre, at best, Summer of Arcade. What's another highlight from Summer of Arcade? Well, for, for me, Deadlight. Oh, yeah. You know, which is another game, Justin, that yeah. a lot of mixed mm. reviews. I really, really liked it, mm. and uh, so I'm on the other side yeah. of... of Audrey's situation with Darksiders, I really like Deadlight, and some of the other critics out there did not, yeah, which makes them wrong,
2: yeah, uh-huh. well, you know, not everybody can be right hundred percent of the time you know
0: it's it's hard it's hard being correct all the time, yeah now, um yeah, for me, deadlight for sure was was the highlight, although I really do want to play more of dust and mm-hmm. it's I'm fascinated to talk to Dean and for once on the show i haven't actually talked we haven't spoken with him yet i don't know what i'm gonna say whereas in previous week's episodes i i already the interview was in the can and i could i could talk about it like a like a fortune teller go like, oh, yeah. man it was so good <laughs> yeah he complimented my shirt yeah
2: <laughs> well you would just say i bet he's gonna compliment my shirt yeah, yeah. i'll bet
0: you he'll have something nice to say
2: but i so, bet he will talk about his game
0: well,
2: that's <laughs> a
0: safe bet yeah. i well, think well done destin <laughs> But yeah, so Dean is going to is going to be skyping in with us to chat about his his experience of of going from you know from the indie depths of of startup development to
2: uh now he's the toast of the town. <laughs> yeah, now he's now he's... I don't, uh, I don't think that's true, but... <laughs> I don't know. Now he's... I mean, I hope that... You know, I like... I, we all like indie games here, and so obviously... You know, I hate indie games. No, not, <laughs> not really. That's okay. Fair point. No one would ever say that. Yeah. Um, But I think people that work in this business especially like indie games. And so, you know, we all want to see him do well. We all want to see those individual creators do well. And he seems like a really nice guy, so...
0: So we will chat with him and, and, get, and learn his story of how he... How he, he went from, from zero to hero, from from rags to riches, Dean dodrill,
2: Wow. The that. voices today. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you got Batman earlier.
0: Well, you know, we're trying to work. We'll work in as many as we can. And then maybe we can have our readers play, our listeners play a drinking game. Every time Ryan Let's does make a, a, a bad imitation of something, take a shot, and you will be sloshed by minute twelve of yeah. the show. Oh wait, it's minute thirteen right now. Well, you know, well we kept him alive for another... <laughs> yeah, before the paramedics had to show up. And then the only other thing really to, to talk about here at the top of the show, it has been, it's very interesting to me, to you know, as a, as a new guy at IGN, sort of seeing how our bullpen area essentially just explodes during during big conventions you know at E3 we were all on site in LA mm-hmm. but and then Comic-Con wasn't really about games so so this one is my sort of first in the office gamescom it's it's like everyone it's like everyone is in a foxhole and just you it's at, at points throughout the morning you'll just see you'll just see like Mortars go off, this and people are like, What's Oh going my god, on? are you this on covered? this? Cover it, cover yeah. it. And it's a really fascinating thing to watch. We should be filming that instead of this podcast. That's so, awesome. I pitched that for a show, like just
3: like film our like morning meetings and stuff. But like we couldn't figure out a way to put it together yet. So but maybe someday.
2: You're not uh, you're yeah. not working for magazines anymore. No man. sir. There's no you know I, I'll, I'll write about that in two weeks. Yeah, I'll, maybe. Get, I'll <laughs> get to that later this month. Yeah. Nope. There's none of that. It's got to be up literally within about three, before mi- three minutes before that sentence so has like, has, a, has finished. Yeah, we uh yeah, that's that's completely true. Grammar who needs it? Yeah. Just hit the publish button. Grammar am overrated. Yeah. I
3: don't even know how to use a semicolon. Yeah.
2: Sort it <laughs> out.
0: I don't even know what a semicolon is. Punctuation? Yeah. All right. And that's why um, I'm on video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break and we'll come back and do the news. IGN Xbox 360 podcast. The podcast on most present It is the news unlocked.
2: Dateline,
0: August 15, 2012. Nah. There's <laughs> another voice for you. Take another shot. <laughs>
3: I want to play this game when I get on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go listen to it. Well, you'll know exactly what you're in for. You'll be able to plan. You'll be able to call a designated driver. Yeah. Like, okay, by the news, uh, you got to come pick me up because (laughs) I won't be able to drive anymore.
2: We always used to, we had this running joke um, at a previous place that I worked at where we wanted to have like a 1920s newsman show up to like the E3 press conferences or like the GDC press conferences. And he's got a fedora on that says press in it. Yes. And then I like the idea of him having like a giant typewriter that he like sets up on like a table and it's like Reggie's like we have something t- 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 in clack 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 zing clack 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 <bundling> I- clack zing <laughs> I I hate to be the very bad
3: news. Somebody does that exact bit oh, in a morning uh, show in Dallas, but they do uh, it—they do it for sports, not for gaming. It's that, like that's incredible. Hey
2: Champ, what'd you think of the Jimmy Jams? Exactly. You know? Like yeah. now we'll take questions from the audience. Now, nah, what do you think about the moving pictures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when they announce their big game, they're running to the back to try to get on the phone. So in mm-hmm.
0: Dallas, I think the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones actually was around back when those typewriters yeah. were in vogue. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that guy's old. You can't silence the press. So, Justin, <laughs> Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Where we're, do you
0: stand on the Mirror's Edge? Uh, I'm indifferent. Oh, I know. I know. I know you're the this guy. This news man. item is lost on you. Destin.
3: I heard that somebody was talking about Mirror's Edge in Battlefield. Yeah, so what, our guys
2: do? yeah. well done. It's not like you have that on a cheat yeah. sheet of paper. In not not front at all. Of you.
3: Oh, are we going into the uh <laughs> the thing I can read on this piece of paper?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> <they> play along. <laughs> Yes, our own guys, including Mitch Dyer. That's, by the way, that we should have mentioned at the top of the show. That's why Mitch is not here, as you heard last week. He was off God to he's Germany. Drunk. Yeah, oh. he's, he's hammered <laughs> off his ass in a beer garden somewhere, there's, probably wearing... There's, there's a good chance that that's 100% true. Yeah. That's... He, he better be for going all that way. I'm, you know yeah. He has to drink for the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they got an interview with, uh, with Patrick Bach, the executive producer at Dice. And they were talking about Battlefield Bad Company... Which I'm indifferent towards, but I know Mitch loves it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: and then they were talking about Mirror's Edge, which of course is like, here, have my firstborn child in exchange for Mirror's Edge too. No, okay. I what? my wife's not listening. So, so what's the exact quote? <laughs> so he said on th- Mirror's Edge, 2? he was asked about Mirror's Edge, and he said, "quote We haven't killed it, meaning the franchise, the brand, because it's
2: too good to kill. They're just like keeping it chained up in the basement." that's a exactly
0: hip. feeding it pancakes and pizzas <laughs> under the
2: door well they could just open the door if it's chained oh. up well that's true yeah i guess i damn you and your logic this, this analogy's falling apart
0: <laughs> chained to the wall and there's pizza and yeah. pancakes coming i can't get to it i can't Slide of the door, but so, I, I can't get there. You guys want dark? Yeah. for this we're talking about. how <laughs> great Somehow, it is. well, this see, this is how Dice and EA make me feel. They, <laughs> they make me feel like I am chained up in the basement yeah. when it comes to Mirror's Edge because they just keep, they just, they just tickle you. I mean, I, tickle you yeah. in, it's, a, it's in a dirty
2: place. It's hard. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, it's hard to know what they have in mind. I mean, it, it's obvious they're planning something, or they have it in mind. Otherwise, yeah. they would just say would know, just say, like, yeah, yeah we have no plans there's no plans for mirror's edge right. 2, but instead they're like well, well you know maybe maybe I someday, ma- that's, a, that's how of. i imagine that that guy talks <laughs> well, well you know
0: except with a swedish accent
2: <laughs> yeah is that swedish <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I don't
0: know i think you just caused uh, uh six of our swedish listeners to unsubscribe from this show <laughs> I'm though i'm pretty uh, sure da is not swedish i said yeah <laughs> oh okay okay he did he did i heard him
2: um and i will say uh battlefield bad company is best battlefield I'm just going to put that out there. It is well-liked,
0: especially in the console circles. Absolutely. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, so here's here's what's going to happen with Mirror's Edge 2. We're we we're at the point now where if, if it's not a next-gen launch window title, if mm-hmm. it doesn't get announced next year for the next-gen systems, I'm going to go hurt someone. Like, probably going to get on a plane to Sweden and someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. That's just how you it's going to go. Developers, That's just how it's for go. Ryan go Just
2: hop in the cab. I, n- and I know say, I'm an amazingly intimidating human being. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna take the cab to Stockholm, and you're going to say, you know, to Dice, por favor, Va- vamos. <laughs> when is Dice? <laughs> what? No, 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 Dice, no, DICE, no, DICE no, the, the developer. developer. When is the show Dice? Oh, Jesus. Yes.
3: <laughs>
0: That's what I meant. Never mind. Is that relevant? It's in, and by Speaking the way, I think this, right? I think it's like in January or February yeah. to answer your question. Okay,
3: I'm not crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, no, I. It, they need to really stop teasing me. It's just mm-hmm. not fair. Although, here's what I think is going to happen. This is because I'm going to I'm going to set my bar so low. That it. So here's what it's going to be, Justin. They're going to announce Mirror's Edge Two, the iOS game, uh-huh. and then I'm just going to go. <sighs>
2: Four years of waiting for that, and then you're gonna paint the wall with your brains. Yeah, I'm gonna end it all. An appropriate response. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little over. The not
0: top. drastic <laughs> whatsoever.
2: To be fair, there was a Mirror's, es- Mirror's Edge game there on was. iOS, and it was actually yes. really good. But it's not obviously that's not what people are looking for. No,
0: but this is how it's gonna go. It's gonna be like a micro-transacted free-to-play iOS game.
2: Yeah, for every, every jump costs you fifty cents. <laughs> you this want is... a new kicky move yeah that'll yeah. be a dollar 99 this is the future of video games <laughs> do you, so, you want know.
0: shoes that give you plus one
2: meters to yeah. uh, your <laughs> yeah. jump distance or they add one color for every dollar you spend right oh okay. you want the yellow pants like in kill oh. bill that's gonna cost <laughs> you
0: so um i hope ea and dice are listening because no don't do the
3: transaction thing don't I'm, listen to that part I'm, no no i'm
2: because i say because i'm coming for you if you don't deliver uh, the goods so soon. speaking of bad ideas ryan what's what's next on our list of news <sighs> nice segue by the way hey <laughs> uh, it's bad news if you don't want
0: your halo to end up like call of duty because halo 4 is getting specializations
2: which are call of duty-esque perks you have a loadout when you go when you start the match, you, you know, and it's different for each person, and that's new new to the Halo well, game. Well, see, oh, the, hold up, we talked last
3: week about how Modern Warfare, you know, the initial game was actually pretty innovative and like changed for shooters. So they're just kind of adopting that. So what's the, what's the harm in doing that?
2: Well, because Halo is Halo and Call of Duty is Call of Duty. They are all slowly now, becoming well, the same game, yeah, aren't exactly. They? But now Halo is Call of Duty. That's the problem. Well, it's still going to be Halo. No,
0: I, I mean, the, so like
3: three or not three, but Reach kind of had loadouts. To, to mm, see the full story,
0: Max. head over to ign.com on the Xbox channel. You'll see it at the very top of the page. Halo Four Specialization. Yeah, so
2: here's my question: We we knew this already. So what's the new news? Well, we I mean, have so
0: IGN. We have all the details of all eight okay, specialization so, so classes and and what everything does. Got
3: it. Oh, so cool. now we
2: now we know the actual breakdown. of Yeah, the we've got it yeah, all.
0: Yeah. And so
3: um, we also to, have the gun noises. Oh, really? Yeah, we have a video showing off all the guns and their noises. That's right. One of our weapons. one of our
0: YouTube associates did that.
3: Yeah, not not to be weird, but like they changed the sound of the shotgun, and that kind of bugs me.
0: They changed the sound I'm of all, like all the guns. I'm hijacking this whole conversation
3: about, well, about uh, the specialized. No, vehicles,
0: it's funny you yeah. say that. I mean, the first time mm. I saw the game, which was in February, yeah, all the guns they redid all the audio, and yeah. it's like they took a subwoofer and just. Yeah, everything's like, facey. Everything's or, very deep. Yeah.
2: Very, very deep audio. I like
3: that shotgun. You know, all the noise yeah. and stuff
0: that went with it.
2: Halo, Halo sound design, weapon design. I, all the sounds, the guns, they were all distinctive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd know if a needler or whatever was being mm-hmm. fired at you. Um, And, that you know, that matters.
0: Doom two still has the best shotgun noise ever, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Can never
0: be disputed. Don't try. I good sh- good you're, job you're not like, trying. You're waiting yeah, no. for something. Yeah. But no, so specializations, to clarify for anybody listening, I do encourage you to go read the article and not just because I want you to go click on IGN, but uh, there are a lot of details in there. So to to maybe clarify just for you, Justin, in particular, because I think a lot of people will think this, you don't just choose one of these out of the gate. You have to level up to 50 first. And then this is like, it's 10 bonus levels for the specialization after you've capped out. Interesting. And so so that's-
3: An improvement on their marketplace, sort of? from reach where you would level up and you get a new helmet. Right. But Except it doesn't. Ex- it's the difference a- is so
0: it. the 10 extra levels you'll get for your specialization, 9 of them are just cosmetic things like mm-hmm. reach. But the 10th one is an actual it's a, they're calling it an armor mod mm-hmm. that will have an effect on gameplay. So like you get an extra grenade or something. Not quite like that. So there's um of course I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. there's uh the operator is when you're in a vehicle like the warthog the vehicle's health yeah is higher and it uh-huh. recharges its health higher and it's more it's um more resistant to to being emp overcharged you know you can take an overcharged plasma pistol and hit mm. a warthog and it'll it'll you know f- it'll Slow stall it, down, it for it stalls that. it for a couple seconds i love halo so much that's interesting i do and and it was uh let's see what's one of the other ones maybe there's um i haven't been following halo 4 like i should there's uh, Engineer, which lets you get a better, you, you get like an extra heads up on where the weapon drops are coming in. So stuff like that. There, yeah. are, there are some little, you know, each, each of the eight classes has a gameplay modifying thing.
2: You know, you might be able to, if you get like the perfect team of Halo players together, you know, somebody of each perfect class, you could almost form like a dream team. Yes. Yes,
0: a dream team like <laughs> NBA 2K13. You
2: know, I'll just keep setting them up.
0: I, you know what and, and you can boom yeah home run done <laughs> swing a drive way back and gone it's a voice drink missing the, it's the wrong sport yeah it's a voice like,
3: though it's an impression and we're doing the like, shock game for our listeners yeah
0: remember? so you know we could go or we could go like bad Mar- marv albert <laughs> like yes that's pretty good (laughs) not
3: bad that's That's two shots in a row man you're beating them up (laughs) just
0: (laughs) hope you went with beer and not something (laughs) harder yeah so nba 2k13 nba 2k13 bringing back dream teams i saw it last week and you know this it's it's got to be hard i really i genuinely feel for sports game developers that i think they have some of the hardest jobs in the business because Mm -hmm. they're fenced in by the rules of their sport and realism Mm -hmm. They can't just... Not all of them. He's yeah. on
3: fire! Well, you know, I'm for
0: The sure. Sims.
2: NBA Street, and then you have, like, a Yeti and... Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah! <laughs> but I've played
2: those, they have, I'll play those you know, games. These
0: guys, these developers, they get nine months to develop mm-hmm. a game because the other three months are for QA testing, you know, certification, and disc manufacturer and all that stuff. So it's effectively a nine-month development cycle every year.
3: I saw you had a new sports game in your uh, bag today with a number plastic, new number on it. I was excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That night, how, how much more vague do you want that? A Madden thirteen, yes.
3: Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like this. So this is a game. Does it have a year on the end of it? Yeah, 13. NBA two K thirteen.
0: Probably two K thirteen. like
2: it, it's that's funny. what they do with all
3: sports games. All they do is like, why am I excited about thirteen over twelve?
0: Well, and that's that's part of the problem, and yeah. uh, is that it is. It's, that's the point I was trying to get. You get make. a nine month dev cycle, and you have. You have people like Destin who are like, why should I give a crap about this yeah. year's game? Mm-hmm. And this year, as Justin alluded to, with uh-huh. his brilliant lead in there, uh-huh. the Dream Team. They got they got the original 92 Dream Team except Scottie Pippen for some God only knows reason and the 2012 Dream Team. So you can play them. You can pit them against each other in the game, Nice, which I think is awesome. I mean, that's a great feature um, for me as a Suns fan, which is my cross to bear mm-hmm. in, the, in the basketball
2: world. Do you think they're going to like in Scottie Pippen's place, they're going to have like Scooty Pepper that like looks <laughs> just like him. But, like... I hope so. Oh, I hope so. That would be money. You
3: know when they start when they start adding uh, Bill Clinton and uh, Yetis. Yeah. That's when I'll start buying the, the yeah. basketball games Man. from way They downtown. need an arcade <laughs> mode. Why not have like an arcade mode in those like the
2: NBA two Pass Because the they don't have time. They have nine months. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it, so the reason I was laughing have a, have a side team. The reason I was laughing earlier about you bringing up the number is like yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not a secret what number it's gonna oh, be. Oh yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's thirteen, and then after thirteen <laughs> is gonna be fourteen. Yeah. Like
0: Justin's like. You've got a sports game with a number on it in your bag and stuff. You're
2: trying. You're just trying to kill. Uh,
0: Listening. Uh, you know. I. I. I did not encourage anyone to attempt this drinking game. I was well, just saying all if I, all you want I wanted. was
3: trying to say all sports games are it's just like your sport name with a number on the yeah. end, you know.
2: Yeah. And it's boring. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into them. I don't, that doesn't get me excited. I'm not into the sports in general. I don't watch Yeti, them. Yeti NBA 2K13. I, 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 I that do gets think me
0: I do think this this dream team thing is a, is a legitimately cool addition and a, and a pretty good selling point. Are you a sports guy? Uh, definitely. Yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. For you that's really cool. Do you and, think
2: uh I was going to change can I can I, can I go So here's my question. I'm just going to do it. I'm not even even going to ask permission. Make it happen. How far away do you think we are from there being like Call of Duty 2013? I'm oh, shocked it hasn't already. happened already because yeah. it's 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 an annual franchise at this point. Mm. And like that's what kind of killed Tony Hawk and killed a lot of Activision's franchises. Right. They didn't do that. They they wanted them to come out every single year like uh, and that's how you end up with Ride and Underground and American Wasteland and all this weird shenanigans and they did it with Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. What if Guitar Hero was just, you know, Guitar Hero 12, 13, 14, 15? Well, Activision could work something to death? But no. I
0: mean, I guess the the immediate Concern I would have to put on my my Activision CEO Bobby yep. Kodak hat would be um, as it pertains to Call of Duty in particular. Yeah, you I would think you might run the risk of confusing people in the sense of if it's Call of Duty 2014, they might think the the consumer might think oh it's set in the year 2014.
2: Oh well, you know, you what know what mean? they haven't done that yet with any of the other titles though. So. People uh, people are dumb, so it's true that, that could be that could turn out to be the case. Sorry, that was a little that was just my well, I'm, I'm sure the Call next it, game... Call of Duty 14.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. well,
2: this is the 14th game? It might be.
3: When they get to the 14th game, so like 2014. I'm,
0: I'm sure the next one's going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare since we're up to Modern Warfare <laughs> oh, 4 God. after after Black Ops 2. I like it.
3: And there'll be a golf game inserted. <laughs> a golf game.
2: That would be no. money in the bank, <laughs> for sure. I don't have any transition for you for this next one. You That's right, okay. Try, well, to finish try.
0: up, hold on, to finish up on the NBA 2K13 point, for my, for my fellow sports fans out there, since there are none in the room, uh-huh. uh, Charles Barkley is in the game, and he has not approved his license and mm-hmm. his likeness and name in a video game since Barkley shut up in mm-hmm. Jam 2 in 1995 for the Genesis. You know,
3: Charles Barkley is the kind of guy who always
0: rises to the challenge. Speaking of rising, <laughs> Ryan... Wow. I love you guys. I love you guys. By the way, yeah. Destin Legarry, for the listeners out there, I hope you like him because he has he has hired himself yeah. as a permanent co host no. along with myself and Mitch. So right, cool. you better get used to him. Justin, of course, welcome anytime. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just
0: sitting here. <laughs> but Destin specifically came to me and was like, I want to be on your show all the time. So I said, You're hired. Nice. Cool so welcome aboard thanks that's me I'm holding a camera and recording this (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, to take advantage of Destin's phenomenal segue right there Charles Barkley always rises to the challenge just reiterating the the segue (laughs) Metal Gear Rising Revengeance (laughs) exclamation point over my head yeah see what I did there I did. February 19th is the day to circle on your calendar if you are excited for some hot ninja slicing action. And mm-hmm. also helicopter slicing and, Helic- fr-
2: and fruit slicing. Watermelon.
0: You know, yep, it's,
3: it's a huge departure from the Metal Gear franchise. Yes. Like, just the way the gameplay is going to be. But, like, the develop. I was thinking about it today, like, why am I not excited about this? If I stop thinking about it like it's a Metal Gear game, and I just think about it like it's more like, a, well, they did Vanquish, right? Yes. If I think about, like, this is like a new Vanquish, pretty much. It's going to be like that. I can get kind of excited for it. But if I try and hold it up to the Metal Gear standard, it's really hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited for or whatever. <laughs> for a word that, all, that doesn't even exist. Yeah.
2: Revengient. Can you transfer in Revengeance? <laughs> yeah, probably not on the 360.
0: <laughs> Unlikely. But um
2: Konami and their made up I, words. You know,
0: Justin, you mentioned earlier in the show when you were talking at the top about darksiders and uh-huh. sleeping dogs and their August release dates being healthy for them. Yeah. I think this is a case where February nineteenth is the day again for, for Metal Gear. That's probably the best opportunity they have at, at knitting some commercial success as well, because after that it starts to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect was really
3: smart with releasing in March, too. They did all their games around the beginning of the year with their release dates. I think, yeah, 2 was in the beginning of the year also. 2 was a January game. Yeah. Which was odd, but Mm -hmm. it worked. But still, there's no competition during those early months. Um, Well, there is now. Q1 is the new
2: Q4, man. It is. Oh, is it?
0: And so, you know, coming up in March, you have... um, Actually, I should. so February 19th, that's the week before... uh, I believe that's one week prior to Bioshock. Mm-hmm. If memory serves, Skyoshock. Skyoshock, exactly. And then in March you've got, I think, Crisis Three. You have South Park. You have, I believe, God of War on the PlayStation side.
2: Gears of War. Gears of War is March nineteenth. So oh, there's yeah. a bunch more stuff. I'm, I'm drawing a little bit of a blank, but it's it
0: gets crazy. It gets nuts. So uh, best of luck to Konami. I, to me, I look at Metal Gear. I'm excited for it. Uh, I've I've only played a little bit of. A couple of the Metal Gears, actually, I've just played the demos of 2 and 4, and I've, I've, that's the extent of it for me. I, I'm looking forward to Revengeance because I want it to be the Ninja Gaiden game that Ninja Gaiden 3 was not. Yeah. So that is my hope that, for it. That's what I saw today,
3: too, when I watched that new trailer with 45 additional seconds of footage. You know, I saw, like, a, a Ninja Gaiden-type game, and it looks uh, exciting.
2: I have Fruit Ninja on my phone. So.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty much the same thing.
3: Speaking I mean, it's of
2: phones, it's, I see you've stopped my filming. My phone
3: stopped filming video. So. It, said, it's, it's I, said, I, it said, said, I do It said, I'm not... full. What are you doing to me?
0: <laughs> I, said, I don't want
3: to... I had half a gig of storage. I don't,
0: I don't want to record this dude's face anymore. Yeah, yeah. Please, we're going to stop. We're just mm. going to end this horrible so it's, experiment. It's all, it's all B-roll for the rest of the, <laughs> the, rest of the show. Um, here's one to circle on your calendar. Hold up. You got a better segue than that. Do it. So...
3: I wonder if in a prior life, Jack was a farmer. Speaking of farming, (laughs)
0: that was a pretty bad one. It was was more. Oh, how about about this? How about. Okay. Oh, boy. You know, so Metal Gear, I'm really, I'm really sowing the seeds for for a good expectation. Speaking of sowing the seeds. eh? Yeah. 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 This is a real thing. I actually was about to click delete on this press release. But I always look at them and make sure it doesn't say Xbox 360. This one says Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Farming it. Simulator 2013.
3: Everybody in the office was a buzz with chatter this morning <laughs> when we got this press release
0: through. I'm so excited.
3: Yeah. It looks so good. Did you
0: guys watch the trailer? That's what I was going to say. I
3: just <laughs> no, can't wait to see no, the dubstep
2: didn't. trailer. Oh, it's. You need to watch <laughs> it. Is there an official. Oh, the, the official trailer is just a normal trailer, right? You've seen the YouTube. I've
0: seen a video of some like really happy music with a that's just nothing but it's like
2: three minutes of farming equipment rolling around crop fields. You got to see. I'll send you a link. And everybody, if you just Google "farming simulator dubstep," there's a YouTube video <laughs> that's absolutely incredible. It's probably not safe for work. <laughs> not safe for work. Yeah, I'll show you. We, we, right. IGN actually ran an article on that. But yeah, I'm. <laughs> obviously this is silly right silly news silly story no but we got big plans for this thing we're gonna cover the heck out of it i'm legitimately excited just to get another ridiculous i'm not even
3: joking training. we actually have coverage plans for this. yeah
0: well it's hey you got to give it credit it's unlike anything else on your xbox mm-hmm. that is a fact that is an undisputable <laughs> indisputable fact this is not if you're if you're looking for originality you know you're sick of first person shooters you're sick of sequels you're sick of mm-hmm. uh this is what you get, Call of Duty this haters. This is what happens to you. You get Farming Simulator 2013.
2: I just want to drift in my crop in my uh, crop sower
0: Do donuts in the right. in the harvester, exactly. the combine. Exactly. You know the last game that, that comes to my mind that featured a harvester combine, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh. Yeah. Right. Remember? Yes. Harvester out farmer. in the out in the. Oh the, yeah, In you know, the wilderness between between L.A. and San Francisco, between San Andreas and San that's Pierre. right. You can drive it around. Yeah, There's a harvesting was combine. Pretty rough to drive. Also yeah. featuring a harvester combine. I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you boys. Carmageddon two. What <laughs> you could run over pedestrians and they would be spit out as as bloody cubes Where's of the people.
3: to that. Yeah. Uh, What's well, they, they kickstarted, kick-started it, oh, really? I,
0: I I backed that mofo. You better mm-hmm. believe it. I yeah. loves me the Carmageddon. So there you go, farming simulator, get your pre-orders in now I'm telling you, boys, this is never coming out on Xbox. It'll come out on PC. This will what, they farming will, simulator.: Yeah, they'll come to their senses there's no way this ship's on Xbox.: I think it does. Um, they're not going to pay the licensing fee. they're not going to go through the hassle.
2: I'll bet you a steak dinner that this game comes out on: Xbox, Xbox. Live
3: Arcade, you don't think?:
2: Maybe live arcade. yeah, but I don't the think
1: don't
0: the, think I, I don't the think they're paying on for, arcade now. I don't think they're like paying for uh discs and boxes and
2: all that. I'll yeah. bet you lunch. Uh, okay. I'll bet you at well, least upping the stakes. I'll bet you well that's not upping Speaking the stakes. stakes. No, I'm lowering the stakes. stakes yeah, for lunch. He's, lower... he's lowering the stakes. Oh. <laughs> We, uh, I will bet you eight hundred of Microsoft's moon dollars, eight hundred of their moon money, that this comes to Xbox of their eight hundred allies in the
0: United States. In the United cause States, because we've seen like there was a a very weird and sort of crappy Tour de France game that came out in Europe on Xbox, but not here. So we should, we this should like, bet husks of corn, you know, in the farming the farming ten dollars farm. worth of corn, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be delivered one ear at a time, one day at a time. Okay, that could get that could get nuts. <laughs> three, I'll go as much as three husks of corn. <laughs> All right, I think we have ourselves a bet done. <laughs> Except, did we bet the corn or the dollars? <laughs> corn. I ten, ten ten, corn, ten ears of corn. What ten, do we got? Ten corn, corn, moon
3: dollars, or ten, lunch?
0: Ten ears of corn. <laughs> All right, okay. fair enough. Organic corn. I don't want to eat that that DDT sprayed junk. Okay, my wife would shoot me. Okay, okay, um, so we're gonna. So remember me when I get this bet, when I win this bet. Okay. See what I did there, yeah, guys? I, I huh? with you your blew your cheat cheat or yeah. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> the next, the next game. Uh, we need some new IPs. Destin, tell us about one right now. You better pull one out of your ass right now, son. Remember me from Capcom. That's right. And yes.
3: And the other company that's working on it. Don't nod. Don't nod. Yeah, I know. It was, it was like. Do not something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't nod. Uh, so this game was originally called something else. What was it called? Ariel or
2: something like that? Mm. Awaken. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, no, we'll look it up no,
3: afterwards. You know, we're so we're on it here. I dear. came in prepared. I yeah, got we're on top of it. So, anyway, so this like, was actually shown in 2012, and it was shown again today. And 2011. Uh, 2011. Yeah, two this is yeah, I'm sorry. It was shown in 2011. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. It was shown in 2011, and it was shown again today during uh, Capcom's thing and, at uh, Gamescom.
2: Yes, at Gamescom, and I'm impressed. Everyone's very impressed. This uh-huh. game looks amazing. So it's called Remember Me. Um, it's set in like in the near-ish future. I think 20 20- the middle se- of the century. 2070, I think. 2050. Yeah. So you know, sort of a little bit far away, but it's still recognizable as the world we live in today. It's in Paris. So it's in this like, you know, futuristic techno cyber Paris, yeah. cyber Paris. That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> takes place yeah. in like 2048. Right. It's all, the future is yeah. all techno music it for is. some reason. I don't know why. And so it's, uh, you, the premise is that people can, um, what is it? Like change and remix memories or yes. take memories away from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Sort remix. Of, sort of like Total Recall. Yeah, exactly. Only with like 100% less Colin Farrell. 150 uh-huh. percent so
3: I, i'm actually doing a little bit of research uh frank him over like uh, really excited about this and uh, a lot of people are comparing this to watchdogs in the comment section
0: i think and it's not a valid comparison the reason
3: they're comparing yeah. it is because of the user interface like when you look at a person their personal data comes up and that was something that we saw in the watchdog yes. thing.
2: Gameplay wise, it's drastically different. So it doesn't seem they're both. Uh, this one's open world, right? Or is it not? I actually don't know. Watch that. Dogs so
3: and this game do both seem to be open world. They're
2: futuristic open world games with themes of like Third personal privacy. Here's and, the difference, yeah.
0: gameplay wise, though. And I would encourage anybody exactly if, if you're if you go find the trailer on IGN. I agree,
3: they are different games. There's a few
0: design choices that are similar. Yeah, be, be yeah. sure to watch. See, I actually watched. I didn't watch the trailer first. I watched. We have a seven minute gameplay demo yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw that first, and then I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. The trailer's kind of vague about what kind of game it is, yeah. genre-wise, mm-hmm. but the, the seven-minute gameplay demo will really clarify, clarify it for that you. Got
3: me, that's what got me excited. I watched the yeah. seven-minute demo. To also.
0: me, it's it's Assassin's Creed of Persia. It's mm-hmm. a lot of hand-to-hand combat and Meet a lot syndicate. of... Meet a lot of platforming. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's very, there's a lot of verticality to it and, yes. and mm-hmm. leaping around. And, uh, you know, the thing that jumped out at me was she's, like, hanging outside of a, a building and sort of spying on what's happening in the That's window. That's like five inside. minutes of the demo.
3: She's just hanging there the whole time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks very, very cool. I, I don't think the comparisons to Watch Dogs are that unfair. I mean, mm-hmm. there's obvious similarities. Um, yeah. Even if they play very different, you know, they're tackling. What
3: it is that totally did it for me was that user interface that people are seeing. Yeah, it's really you cool. Know.
2: I love people that take you know. That's I'm actually not that wild about the Dead Space games, but uh, you know the, their UI system is just so clever and oh, smart yeah. that I, I have a lot of appreciation for stuff like that.
3: What's interesting? Two of like the creator of Don't Nod and uh, one of the main guys working on this game are both from Ubisoft.
0: Oh really? Yeah. So because I looked up, I had to look up Don't Nod because they're <laughs> new. Uh, it's founded by a few former Criterion people. That's the Burnout they, they Need for Speed on guys. Hayes. Oh okay. Uh, one of the, the creative time director Times uh, not Times. Well Time Splitters was their game but um Free Radical that's who I'm thinking of. Okay. That's who Well that's who did Hayes. Oh really?
3: Yes. Yeah, well one of the guys Jean something I can't remember. I'm sorry. Like but um uh, You're such an American yeah. <laughs> yeah. gringo. But um Jean, one of the lead creative directors, he was at uh UB and then he worked on the Hayes title and then they released this game. Jean so, uh, yeah. jean
0: Jean-Luc Picard.
3: Lana no.
1: Coles.
0: No, for remember me, warp nine, engage, drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a good Picard voice at all. It's no. just not.
3: So, anyway, are so are you guys excited for it?
0: Yes. I, yeah, I think. I, I mean, it. I do think in this gamer day and age, that in this exact sort of moment of time, 2012, I think a game like this, like Watch Dogs, gets a little extra love from people because it's a new ip and it's not a sequel that's not to say the game isn't deserving of it but i think it just benefits even more by
2: being a a fresh original thing yep i put a lot of premium on games that do something new and try something new and if if parts of the game don't work or maybe it's not as fun and polished as other games i'm willing to cut it more slack if it shows me something i haven't seen before i think Um, that's
3: why i like loved assassin's creed
2: one yeah you know um Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and that's why, you know, I'm a mobile games editor, and that's why I like mobile so much, is there's Mm -hmm. so much sort of crazy shenanigans going on on that platform. Um, Yeah, and this looks really cool. I mean, my hunch would be, you know, I haven't seen, I I haven't played this game, I haven't played Watch Dogs, I would imagine both games will probably end up being, you know, kind of short uh, you know, I'd imagine in the gameplay department, they might not innovate as much as people are hoping they will. That's that's my hunch about th- both these I games. I think Watch will. But my, my other hunch is that they're going to take us on, like, a journey, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell us something and, and, and make a point and communicate something that, that you know isn't really addressed in video games very often. And I'm excited for both of them. Totally.
3: Speaking of the Jean guy's name, who I can't remember, I guess at Gamescom, Keza wrote this really great piece about Remember Me. And she said uh, the inspiration for Remember Me was um, this guy meeting his girlfriend for the first time. Huh. So, Or maybe his wife. But uh, yeah that's cool i have a
0: terrible memory i have the worst memory at ign like so, yeah I, ju- I just
3: i read this right before i came in and a, i can't remember who wrote it or you haven't
0: anything. even been playing the podcast unlocked drinking game that we just invented <laughs>
3: maybe i have been the viewers can't <laughs> see anymore
0: you know all right couple more news items this week epic epic games cliff Blazinski. well remember me has the potential to be epic
3: speaking of epic <laughs>
0: Excellent. I don't want to stop well the Segway game. Yeah, no, we're it. almost yeah, that's true. Yeah. We've almost completed the thread. It's a C plus. <laughs> Epic has purchased the remainder of People Can Fly. I first saw the story
2: and went, Wait, didn't they already buy them? Yeah, they had a, they owned a portion of the company and they bought the rest of it. Now they've bought the rest. And it, then three founders left. Yeah. That's what which I found weird. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, there's obviously part of the story that we're missing and that of course. we don't know. So but wait,
0: we get a
3: billion dollars each once you buy our company. It's <laughs> all right. I'm gone.
2: <laughs> Epic seems to be, you know, and I don't necessarily have any insider information or anything like that, but just looking at it from the outside, um, the guys that are making infinity blade dungeons on the iPad, um, were Epic employees and they left and founded their own studio. Um, but then there's still, wait, working. chair didn't do that game. No chair is not making, I that did game. not know that. Um, you know, it's made by this new studio and, uh, these guys left Epic and instead of being mad about it, you know, they're still helping them out. They're still giving them PR help. And, uh, you know, they're still sort of publishing the game. Mm -hmm. And so, and in their press release, the people can fly press release. They're like, yeah, these three guys left the company, but you know, you'll be hearing more about what they're doing soon. And so my hunch would be, you know i don't know i have no details but my hunch would be they're still going to be their relationship with epic is still pretty yeah strong. mark
0: rain the company epic uh president said quote our paths
2: will be crossing again yeah exactly and, and so a
3: new quake with the new quake engine or Unreal engine or that whatever could be. to me yeah. it sounds it hilarious. sounds like a very
2: similar situation as the guys that left to do you know this ipad game um you know they bought the company and that probably put some cash in their pocket and they wanted to go do something else yeah i guess so I, um it's it's strange but you know it's just there's not there's not we can do with yeah, it's, it's
0: odd because yeah usually if you buy a company you buy and you you keep the top talent locked in there for at least a, a set period of time yeah i like, mean i mean that's that that was the peter molyneux situation yeah he left when his you know contract was finally up and that's when he bolted out the door but he'd been there for you know several years yeah after yeah. microsoft purchase line i mean head.
2: we epic uh, this could also just be you know they're a big 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 company now they have all that unreal engine money mm-hmm. and uh you know they're spending it on buying up development talent they have studios all over the place they do um and this you know they could just want you know they could just want that studio you know regardless of whether who's who's in charge of it just the heads just the warm bodies
0: all right uh, can we pull this off one more time nope
2: segue nope
0: you guys are just shrugging at me now like uh, oh, it's, yeah we got nothing left allegedly you know we got nothing left <laughs> mm. uh, allegedly an xbox 720 <laughs> dev kit was listed and sold on ebay by that same guy who le- leaked the photos of it that were confirmed to be real by various sources including our own how much was that sold for i didn't see what the sell price was money's because uh, i expected Lots. it i expected it to be pulled down immediately but yeah. apparently it went through and it's this yeah the same guy who goes by uh d-a-e day or whatever this is his username oh it's like day but it's a capital e so you say it
3: day but it's spelled differently that's unique and edgy i'm sorry i think i, that's, I hate internet names i think
0: that stands like that. for that stands for dead after execution because microsoft's just gonna hunt this guy down
2: <laughs> maybe maybe the fact that the maybe auction that. went through and wasn't pulled means it's not real Maybe.
0: Yeah. But would they have allowed it to go through? Should they have allowed it to go through either way? Because if it's real, and you're allowing it to go through, that's your that's Microsoft company hardware. Because that's that is if you have a dev kit, Microsoft still owns that dev kit. They've just yeah. essentially leased it to you. They're letting you borrow it. And if it's not real, do you, by letting it go through, you you make people you let you allow people to believe it
2: is real. Uh, yeah. So that's the strange part. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just like handling it through legal channels. Possibly. Know. It's hard to say. But I just think, I mean, this guy who's leaking
0: pictures and put it on eBay does he does he seriously does he want to get sued? Like, is this just? Well, he, he's gonna. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, but you know, this is not. These are not the actions of a rational human being, and you'd think Probably Microsoft. Probably like a sixteen-year-old kid. But how does how does how does a sixteen-year-old get a, a dev kit? Uh, strange, I, I isn't know. it? Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I, his
3: dad works at a company and he took pictures of it <laughs> when his dad brought it home. And well, that he, happened you
0: know. with uh, one of the last couple Halos. Yeah, yeah. and I there know. was that leak of all that Tom Morello. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. those screenshots um, were great. Yeah. <laughs> I just why waste your fifteen minutes of of anonymous internet fame on something stupid like this that you're just going to get in trouble for anyway? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I don't The understand. answer,
2: the answer is, I mean, I don't know about the pictures, but the answer here is money. I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, he sold it. Like, he's he, he's trying to get money for yeah. it.
0: All right. Well, we've got to grab Dean Dodron on, on uh, the line here momentarily. Destin, what can we spend our money on this week in the uh, marketplace? Both well, brick and mortar and digital. This
3: week, Darksiders 2 and Sleeping Dogs is out. And on Xbox Live Arcade, Dust and Elysian Trail is available for <laughs> nope. $15. That's, that's <laughs> not, okay. We are interviewing the guy, so try um, to, he, He's <laughs> going to get a let, kick yeah, out of that. I'm glad he's not on the line
0: already. Let's back it up. Okay, let's.
3: All right darksiders 2 and sleeping dogs are out this week
0: yes those are the yeah. big releases uh, in retail reviews
3: are up on ign.com yes. if you want to um, help make your purchasing decisions both games
0: are good see the wiki on uh sleeping dogs both, right
3: yeah yeah uh we, we have, have a darksiders 2 wiki and a sleeping dogs with, wiki with crap so,
0: tons of video yeah for...
3: if you do get stuck in those games you know hop on over to ign.com slash wikis for detailed walkthroughs and videos
0: well played sir and then how about, uh, on, and then on Xbox Live Arcade, this will segue into our next segment. Dust and Elysian Trail. No,
2: that's still <laughs> wrong. Are you doing this on purpose? I'm, I'm,
3: th- th- says that, that's what it says. No it does it not say that.
2: <laughs> try it. Try again. Playable demo? Elysian
3: Tail. Elysian Tail. Oh, I was misreading it. <laughs> I was interested in the Elysian Trail game. <laughs> Dust and Elysian Elysian Tail.
0: There For we $15. go. $15. And how about uh is there anything we can anything interesting to download off the Xbox Well, there's playable
3: demos of Madden NFL 13 and Damage Inc. Pacific
2: Squadron, World War II. My name is Destin Laguerre. and <laughs> not you head on, said
0: if,
3: trail.
2: If you head on over to IGN.com <laughs> slash wikis and watch our videos, it'll go right into your eye holes and turn your brain into goop. Yeah. We don't have any
0: wikis for Dust and Elysian Tale, but if you're curious about Dust and Alessian Trail, we've got you covered. <laughs> yeah. IGN.com. All right. We'll be right <laughs> back with Dean Dodrell to talk about... His new game, this week's Summer of Arcade game, Dust and Elysian Tale. Well, this week I am pleased to be joined by Dean Dodrill, the one-man show, the one-man band behind this week's Summer of Arcade game, Dust and Elysian Tale, uh, the final game in Summer of Arcade. We've chatted with with somebody from everybody, from every Summer of Arcade game, uh, from Tony Hawk. We started with Tony Hawk, and now we're uh, a guy who had, you know, with all due respect, almost nothing to do with his game's development. He had some involvement, but he never actually rolled up his sleeves and got his hands dirty. He was more, you know, Tony's more of a consultant. To the opposite end of the spectrum, Dean, a man who did almost literally absolutely everything for Dust and Elysian Tale. Dean, welcome. Thanks for having me, Ryan. So tell me, first and foremost, how do you make a game by yourself?
1: Well, it takes – you sacrifice about 10% of your life, and uh, then you somehow survive. So the story of Dust is actually pretty interesting. Um, it involves an old friend of yours, your partner in crime, Dan Amrick, back yes. in your OXM days. Yes. And he actually – he wrote an article called OXM versus XNA. And I had no idea what XNA was. You know, Well, I had heard rumblings. Mm-hmm. And just around that time, I was thinking, you know, I would really like to – make a game at some point you know everybody every gamer says that you know they want to make games i read that article by dan and it was it was mind-opening because first of all i thought okay these tools are free i can kind of dabble you know with the code and it sounds like it makes things a little easier you still have to get down and dirty with code it's not like game making tool but but it was something that he wrote basically saying you know i had a like a i made like a, a picture appear on my xbox and that just sounded so cool because, you know, everyone dreams of, you know, if you're a console gamer your whole life, you just dream of that kind of thing. And that's what got me started. And that was late 2008. So right at the beginning of 2009, three and a half years ago, I thought, OK, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to learn a little bit of programming and I'm going to make like a Nintendo style game, you know, like an 8-bit game. Sure. And uh, that, that was my goal. You know, I thought it's going to be nice and small and maybe I'll sell it on the uh, Indie channel for a dollar or something, whatever just something fun to do yeah well that kind of kept ballooning, and I kept learning how to code a little bit more and I come at it as a my background is, is is as an animator and artist but I hadn't really done much stuff in games and I started to learn how powerful the console was I thought wow you know two-dimensional games can look really nice with this new hardware and as I kept pushing I, I kept making the game look better and better and within six months I had a really nice product well Practically the first part of the game done, mm-hmm. and I submitted to Dream Build Play. Yes, and that was a that was a crazy time in my life because I just it was like sometimes your your brain is a sponge and you just soak it in, and I was just like that. And I submitted to Dream Build Play around August of two thousand nine, and I won. Right, and that which put some eyes for our uh, for our listeners. That now
0: that's the competition. It doesn't the final the finals that happen at GDC every year, the Game Developers Conference. Is
1: I that think correct? They sh- I think they usually do it around PAX. PAX, okay. Like, like I think, Yeah, I think they're about to announce the winners of this year, in fact. So I think it's around this time every year. And uh, so they, they showed it off at PAX a little bit, and that got some eyes on it from Microsoft's end. And uh, by January of, nec- of 2010, we had signed an XBLA deal.
0: D- does your head just, I mean, at that point, do you even realize, it's, is it, are, you doing, are you like that kid from YouTube? Are you like,
1: is this real life? I'm still feeling that way now, Ryan. I mean, like the game—the game just went on sale this morning, and I'm looking at leaderboards going up. And the idea that people are actually paying for the game—it's very surreal. Hey, you're making you money, know, right? Game now. developers feel that all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very, very weird because you know this thing has been like I've been hammering on this thing for years, doing all the artwork, doing all the code and designing stuff, writing. I did have a friend come in to help co-write Alex Kane, and then I had a. a group of guys come in and do some music with me because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody wa- nobody wants to hear me do music. <laughs> and then and uh, I hooked up with a guy to, although the musicians I, I have a group called Hyperduck Soundworks, which did some amazing work. They did a great score. And then Alexander Brandon who from the Unreal and Deus Ex days, so he's got some talent. And then I had a friend come in, uh, Devin Mack, to basically cast and direct all the voice talent. And somehow this thing bloomed to the point where, you know, we've got 40 40 actors in the game wow. uh, providing voices and you know I I, I still do about 90, 98 99% of everything but you know I have to give credit to those guys for coming in and helping but yeah it's just it's been all me and just working on this thing sacrificing time with my family and my children and to have it out there has just been so uh, validating and people seem to be receptive
0: so I want to I want to ask uh, about your family in a second because I'm I'm fascinated to hear what, what your wife thinks of all this uh, but you <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned that you worked a little bit with, with animation. Is that so what's what exactly were you doing with your life before you started with this game? What what was, you know, what was your career? What were you doing?
1: My last office job was many years ago just doing uh, flash animation for some uh it was like an e like an internet email thing. I can't remember the company. And then doing tutorial stuff. And then I took a break for a while to focus on working on this uh on Elysian Tell, which is basically my property. And that was basically going to be a film. And th- huh. I, I had been working on that for a few years, you know, just kind of self-funding it. And when when the X&A thing popped up, you know, I was feeling like I'd want to take a little break, you know, like a little three-month break and do that. Um, so I decided to write a story in the same universe, but it has nothing to do with a film. It's not the same characters or anything, just kind of the same themes and ideas and designs. And I thought, you know, if I, if this thing flops, you know, it won't affect that. But now the game has taken over, and so I put that on the back, the film on the back burner, while I focus on, you know, hopefully making more games if if this is successful enough.
0: So, so tell me how your family has reacted to all this. It sounds like your family is used to you doing uh, wacky things, you know, following your dreams in, in crazy ways. Yes, and it, it I, sounds I like they're supportive. My, I,
1: I do drag my poor wife around with these crazy ideas of you know i'm going to do this pretty big thing and she you know she's always of course been very supportive um, all, you know all my family's supportive but it hasn't been until really the last 6 months that extended family started noticing it's like wow this thing's actually kind of picking up steam and i've always been happy with the product but you know it's you never know if it's good right and uh, the fact that it's out is it's been very nice
0: does your extended family, have they, you know, are you like the, have you always been the outcast until now? Like, are, do they always, do you think they're like, oh man, that he's a moron, what's he <laughs> doing with his life, what he's got a family to provide for? Um, <laughs> have they been supportive as well? well?
1: I think, yeah, the family's all been incredibly sort of, you know, they've all been great. Um, obviously, there's been a little, you know, be, being an artist in any industry, I'm sure every artist feels that way a bit, you know, because there's, there's a bit of a stigma yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, like I said, just just having it out there and having people actually see it, it's like, oh, this is an actual thing that's being made. So you know, I I definitely have no complaints.
0: So Dean, if you don't mind, can I ask how old a guy you are?
1: I am. Let me see. I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six this year, and it took me three and a half years to make it. So it was like ten percent of my life.
0: Wow. 10% so because that, that's what I was. You know, you you know, most video game. Most people in video game development tend to break in young. You know, they grow up playing games, they you know, and then they just sort of they either start out in QA or in the low level, and they just sort of work their way up. You you had a whole life before, and now you're essentially you're like, uh, gosh, I, I'm trying to think of a good sports analogy of of somebody just you <laughs> know coming in at, at age 30 and all, and you're the you're the new sensation now. Um, I mean, is this? Is this the future for you? Do you want to stay in games now, or do you have oh, do you have other aspirates? Do you want to go back to the film now? Does this? Just... I
1: definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely want to stay in games. I, I definitely want to stay in games for a while because you know I enjoyed doing this so much. I think mainly because it it exercised a part of my brain that wasn't being used because artists tend to be, you know, not very great at math and logic and such. And it was nice to kind of like I feel like I really kind of grew doing this. Whereas before it was getting a little stagnant. It is interesting go, jumping into this so late because when I was much younger, you know, back, uh, I'd say around the 8 and 16 bit days, it was kind of an ambition to work in video games. Mm-hmm. And at the time I thought, oh, I'm going to work at, you know, I, I want to work at Capcom or Konami. And, you know, back then I had no right idea that these were like Japanese companies. And, right. so. and uh, I I don't know, I just never followed up on that, even though I was always kind of, I always analyzed games technically, I suppose. And and also, you know, studying the art. So as soon as when I started this, it was it felt very natural. I just I just kind of jumped into it. And like I said, I had a huge you know, part of it done for a play, which is only like six months of development. And really, I can't I can't really explain how I was able to do it that fast. It was I can all all I can say is that it was divine. (laughs)
0: Did you know, did you find yourself? Was this something that it sounds like, you know, you mentioned your brain being a sponge and you just were, were getting into it. Did you just find yourself spending 10, 12 hours a day on this? Or, or is it still, were you able to, was it just something you dabbled in over the course of time?
1: I will say that I did put a lot of hours into it. I remember when I started, you know, I really, as soon as I started to get, you know, I was inspired, I, did, I was putting in 14 plus hours a day up to Dream Build Play. And I thought, okay. You know that that's great, and then I slowed down to a more manageable twelve hours, but it was never below that. And the last uh, six months of development has definitely been sixteen plus hour days, wow. up to twenty hour days during crunch. So yeah, I've put an incredible amount of time into this, and uh, you know I had to, I had to quit playing video games basically for the last three and a half <laughs> Ironically. years. Ironically, yeah, which is really which has been painful. So you know all of my I've been fed by watching you know videos online of you know like let's play type stuff. That's been my sustenance while I work.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned eight and sixteen bit stuff uh, in your childhood, so you're just a, you're a few years older than me. So you you grew up in the the NES era as well, just as a little bit of an older kid at the time than I was. So w- what were some of your favorite games growing up?
1: Oh, definitely, uh, you know, definitely si- side scrollers. I guess mostly I like you know obviously the Mega Mans, Mario's, Contra, Castlevania, and all of those influenced the game fairly directly in in points. Sometimes I even reference them outright. I also love uh, shooters, which used to be, uh, you know, like side-scrolling, like a spaceship shooting. It wasn't like a first-person shooter. And I actually, you know, I love the the feel of little missiles flying everywhere and bullets. And that also influenced us, which Hmm. is kind of a weird combination of a platformer and an action RPG and a shooter. It's just kind of a weird mix of a lot of different games that I like that I don't really see others making that often
0: now uh how about how about game designer wise were there any i know we you know there weren't any real famous designers when when we were kids back in that era the the individuals didn't really stand out back at that time but now obviously they do i mean are there are there people in today that that are designers that you really had look to look up to or admire as you as as you find yourself the you know the rookie in, in the game development world
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I like, I agree with you like when we were kids, you know, you had no idea who made this stuff. But uh definitely, you know, some of the bigger PC developers um obviously someone like John Carmack, he's not a developer, but you know, you you, you oh, just respect sure like like I I'm, I'm sorry, not he's not a designer or he's he's less of a designer and more of a, you know, tech guy and you just True. look at that and think, "Man, you know, the, the brain on that guy." And obviously uh, you know, like on the console side, you have like Mi- Shigeru Miyamoto, you know, just like Always adding that little bit to give players a little extra bit of satisfaction. Um, like, you know, for example, you know, the Zelda games have the musical combat. You know, when you're hitting things, and it's giving you some musical feedback, which mm-hmm. is incredibly, incredibly satisfying. And I actually, you know, we stole that for Dust. And <laughs> like, it, D- Dust is definitely uh, my attempt to cover up all the things I've stolen.
0: <laughs> so I, I want to get something straight. So you mentioned the official Xbox Magazine article. Uh, so are you saying are you saying that I indirectly get partial credit for Dust's existence because you, I because definitely. I because I worked oh, on that's... OXM and and uh, I believe I because so that feature if I'm remembering it correctly was that the feature where several of us on the OXM staff attempted to make our own little games?
1: Yeah, in fact, I I actually been talking I talked to uh, Francesca a bit uh, EIC over at OXM. And, uh, yeah, she was she was giving me a little background on that as well. But, yeah, it was the story where you guys... Uh, there was a few interviews with a few developers talking about jumping into the industry. But it was mostly you guys, like, creating little tiny apps, you know, and, you know, to, to various degrees of success.
0: Right. I made a horrible and, little racing game. That was my contribution.
1: Yeah. But, like, if you guys had not... If you hadn't had that article up, I wouldn't be doing this. I mean, it literally is because of OXM and that article that I... Decided to start this, so yeah, you got you definitely get all the credit from, you know, for doing that. That's
0: right, so, listeners. You know, a huge thank you. <laughs> if you, you, have, you have you have me to, to thank, and not the not the hundreds of thousands of hours that Dean put in. You have to thank me for Dust and Elysian tail
1: <laughs> I did really consider putting a Ryan McCaffrey's Dust and Elysian tail on the title screen, but um, Microsoft uh, <laughs> they kicked my face in. No one knows who that is. Well, can
0: we can we take his name off? um so uh, dean i'm curious on on a similar note did you really you know you had the background in animation but as far as you know the game creation did you did you not know that you had this dormant talent inside of you until you read that feature and and started to dabble
1: yeah definitely yeah oh yeah definitely i I had no idea that I would be able to program a game at this level. You know, I still look at it and I, you know, it's hard for me to fathom that I made this thing, you know? I, even now I still play it and I enjoy it. And that's, you know, really fulfilling. It's like, oh, this is still fun to me. And I see all the flaws of course, but it, it is amazing to look back at it and think, wow, I designed this thing and it's fun. And these mechanics, you know, there are a lot of original mechanics, you know, there's obviously I crib some stuff, but there's there's some mechanics in, the, in there that are pretty original and it was like, you know, I felt like these, these are things that are obviously fun to do. Why hasn't anyone else done them? And wow, did it come from my mind? You know, that's <laughs> it is very weird, and it's 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 hard to it's hard to look back at it now that I've stepped away for a couple of weeks. You know, now that the game's out of certain being sold, and yeah, it's yeah, I guess it's it's weird to think of it as a dormant talent because I guess it was there. You know, there was no way I could have worked this fast normally.
0: Yeah, and and you've even ma- managed to pull off the rare feat of uh you're you're well liked on the NeoGAF forums. Nobody, no developers are well liked there. They're all it's, yeah, it's <laughs> they all it's just it's nothing but snark, but no, they love you.
1: Well, I have been handing out some free code that might have something <laughs> to do with it. But yeah, I think I think I'm generally kind of a I'm not a very con- confrontational guy. You know, a lot of independent developers you know make a lot of noise about You know what's going on, and I'm kind of a, you know, I'm just kind of a quiet gamer, and maybe it's partly because, you know, I'm not a teenager online. You know, I've I've got three children. I had one child during the last couple months of or a couple weeks of crunch, and you know, I've got bigger priorities in my life than trying to argue with people online. Sure. So, so maybe that's it. You know, I think it's just people our age are are kind of beyond that. Well,
0: and I I think you're right, but I think part of it too is is they like you and we all like you and that's why i'm i'm fascinated to to talk to you because you're you're a man of the people right you've you're it's it's almost like a superhero origin story for you where you know, it's like you were you were bitten by the radioactive spider, except the spider was uh, was was a copy of Official Xbox Magazine, and suddenly yeah. you had these superpowers to make a really creative game, and you've been uh, incredibly humble about it, and and managed to pull off something that is fresh and fun and 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 original in, in its own right as well, and uh, and I think your your success is absolutely deserved and and uh on that note i wanted to ask you uh about you know the game right now has an 83 average review score on metacritic uh which Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've you've taken a look at we gave it an 8.5 so we're we're right there we love the game so Mm -hmm. is is that 83 i mean is that above or below what you were expecting
1: well it's interesting i've been i've been following reviews obviously online um i've we've counted about 60 different reviews and only two have been below a an eight yeah you know like below, below an 80 so I, i'm hoping that number kind of pops up once more those numbers come you know start coming in but really i mean that's that's still a good score you know an average 83 is still a good score and for, you know this is both the best and worst game i've ever made so i'm happy <laughs> with that
0: that's that's a fair but way do, to look at it
1: yeah so it's you know, like, I, I think, you know, this is the first thing I've made, you know, most people, most times when developers make their first game, you know, it's, I mean, you have to look at it from my perspective. This thing that I made, you know, that I was expecting to be like little $1 indie game, you know, it might look like an 8-bit Castlevania, but, you know, probably suck to play, is headlining Summer of Arcade. Yeah. And I still, I still can't believe that, you know, it's, it's very surreal. Well, that's, I, this that's, is- <laughs>
0: that's exactly what I wanted to ask you next was, uh. I don't, was it a call or an email? When you, when you hear from Microsoft that says we're, that you, we've chosen your game for Summer of Arcade, do you, do you, I mean, in all sorts, of, like, do you break down and cry, like tears of joy? Do you just, do you pump your fist? What's the reaction when you get that, that notification from them?
1: Oh, so that's, yeah, that's a good question. Um, we had talked about it over the years because every year it was a matter of me saying, yeah, I think it'll be done <laughs> this year and then. Them being very patient with me as I realized I wasn't going to be done that, that year. It wasn't until uh, PAX, uh, what was that, March or something? I can't remember. PAX
0: East, just like,
1: yeah, yeah, in Boston. It was only like four or five months ago. Yeah. It was at that point that Microsoft decided to show the game off at PAX. You know, and, and you know they've been, for, for Microsoft's part, they've been fantastic to work with. I mean, they've they've been very patient with me and understanding of you know my limitations, and you know have always been excited about the game. So they offered to show it at PAX. And it showed incredibly well. Like, you know, I can't even, I couldn't believe how many people were interested to play. You know, there was two hour lines to play the game. Wow. And uh, so I, we came back, you know, I had been telling people it's probably going to come early 2013. That was my plan. Microsoft uh, came to me and said, and you know, I'm not sure how much of this I can talk about, but whatever. Too late. They came to me and, too late. yeah, too, too late. And they, they basically said, you know, do you want to try for some of Arcade? It's, You'll have to have it done like in you know three months, right, and I thought, wow, I gotta crunch ten months of of you know work into about three go so it was a lot of back and forth with uh, Microsoft you know saying, yes, we should do this, no, we shouldn't do this, and you know I was trying to be realistic because I didn't want to sacrifice the quality of the game. I didn't want to like cut anything out, but I was really at the point where it was possible to finish in three months. It just meant I was gonna have to kill myself to do it, right. And I you know, talked to my wife about it. I talk, talked to everyone about it. And we thought, well, I mean, this is not an opportunity you can miss. Because first of all, I knew that if I said yes, they were actually going to have to put dust at the end of the promotion. You know, kind of the headlining spot. Yeah. Because, you know, every, you know, just with cert and everything. And who can say no to that? You know, I mean, for an independent developer like me, there's not many other spots better in, you know, in the entire industry for a release. So I... I said yes you know i went to bed that night and i i whimpered myself to sleep because you know i just just the th- idea of what i was going to have to do so to make a long story short i died for three months <laughs> and i somehow came back it, it was just a crazy three months because you know we i also had a baby on the way wow and you know you know how much that can take out of one's life i do but so like like after uh I think about two or three weeks before certification, uh, my daughter was born. So I saw her for maybe a total of two hours during the first couple <laughs> weeks of her life, which was you know very very heartbreaking. But you know it's kind of like you know I'm I'm doing this for you, you know trying to try to make it happen. And uh, somehow it all worked out, and I'm now just starting to, you know, learn how to sleep normally and not have nightmares about code breaking and all that kind of nonsense. But yeah, it was it was a miracle that I was able to get it done in that time, and, like, the game is out, and it's, you know, seems to be running well for most people, and it's, you know, people are enjoying it. And I'm just very happy to say that I, I was able to make the product I started, you know, I didn't have to, it's not like I had to cut out 50% of the game, you know, right. to make it you know make it in, you know, because I, you know, I, I was happy saying no if it meant, you know, I could make the game I wanted, but I knew I could do it, it just was going to be very difficult. And it was tough, I mean, you know, I, I don't wish that kind of crunch on anybody.
0: So, uh, what what was so that sounds like the hardest part certainly was the crunch. What was the most surprising part of of this game development odyssey for you?
1: Um, you know the like I think the part that I loved the most was working with Hyperduck. Um, there's a, there's Hyperduck as the uh, they the group of guys that did my music, and uh, Chris Kian he's there he's kind of their front front guy. He handled most of the score. And it was it was the moment that we started getting like really great music in because music's really important to me in development yeah or in in, in games I mean and one, once we started getting that in you know because I I knew the game looked nice but it was my art you know I see that all the time and I knew the game was fun and having others play it and you know validating that was really cool it was I don't know it was it was just such a great moment and the same, it was kind of the same feeling once we started getting the final voices in some of the final lines of dialogue after months of casting and audition auditioning people and it was like wow this is you know it's still a thing i made but it was kind of some of the outside contributions that really made it for me and i think i think because it was like it was a matter of others loving it as much as i did because you know i put a lot of love into this thing and and it's it's nice to like it's so nice to see other people are enjoying but really those that worked with me, really they really put in their all.
0: I guess just the last couple of questions I would have for you would be, first off, I, I've, been, I've been curious to ask everybody over the last month uh, from Summer of Arcade.
1: Uh, so I'll ask you, Dean, what is your favorite of the Summer of Arcade games? Ah, so this is an easy answer because I... And it worked out because you had talked to Tequila Works a couple weeks back. Yes. Um, so those guys, uh, they were my... They were my comrades during uh, PAX because you know we had booths right next to each other, mm-hmm. and it, it was when we met and you know we stood around in the same spot for 24 hours during the whole show and became really close friends. So Deadlight was easily my uh, my favorite, you know, the one I was looking forward to. And I know the reviews were a bit mixed and stuff, but I think it's I think it's still a pretty awesome game. And uh, so that was easily my favorite. I, I I'm also quite a fan of uh, Wreck It You know, my my children love that game, and sure. I know it's I know it's a connect game. You know, it's got limited audience but i think that game's pretty fantastic definitely one of the best connect games absolutely so, uh, so definitely Deadlight followed by a racketeer
0: now you mentioned just barely being able to get your life back in order have you have you actually been able to finish Deadlight yet or have you just just dabbled in it so far
1: i pressed i, I played uh quite a bit during packs yeah and uh two nights ago i thought i would play it and i got to press start and then i that was the, the children came home so, <laughs> <And> I, <know laughs> so the I, haven't, I haven't played it so I, I, I've got my expectations tempered. I know it's got kind of mixed reviews, but you know, I, I love that style of game and I think the game's beautiful. So,
0: Well, that's, uh, that is hard to argue with. So finally, I, you know, I touched on this earlier asking you, you know, if you want to keep, you, you keep in the game development thing. So do you already have ideas bouncing around in your head for, for the next game? Do you want to continue with, uh, with an Elysian Tale or, or do you have another game idea in mind? What do you think your,
1: your future holds? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I think during the last year of development, all you're thinking about is, man, I just want to get off this and work on the next thing. <laughs> and I have a really clear idea of what I want to do next. It's nothing like Dust. Um, it won't even be in that universe, uh, different art style and such. But eventually, I do want to uh, return to uh, you know Dust and Legion Tale. The end. You know, for those who play the game and get to the end, they can kind of deduce what's going to happen. You know, for future games. Um, so I would definitely like to visit, revisit that and you know add some more crazy mechanics that I've been kind of planning. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable now with programming and you know creating assets for games. But yeah, I'm actually really excited for my next game. I haven't even decided what platforms or anything, but I am a huge fan of the Xbox. You know, I'm definitely a fanboy. I waited in line overnight for my launch consoles. So, nice. So work. You know, that that's definitely been my preference. And you know, of course, there's the other platforms, Steam and PSN and such, but. I definitely have a soft spot for the for the Xbox, so I'm probably definitely an issue for that.
0: And then, and, and I, f- oh, finally, I would just be curious uh, at various. Uh, maybe you haven't made it to many social functions as of late, given your your crunch schedule. But have you found? Because I know in in my line of work, just writing about video games, I tend to get a lot of lot of strange. Questions and and strange looks when I tell people what I do. Do yeah, people, you made
1: that you made that Halo game, right? You're working on that Halo.
0: <laughs> do you? Uh, oh, you see, so you just play games all day, right? Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> no, not really. So, do people? You know, when you tell them that you're, so you're, you know, you're a family, but you got you're married, you got kids. Uh, when when you talk to people at social functions, do they look at you like you got a, a third eye on your head
1: when you tell them that you're making a video game? I think so a little bit. Yeah, definitely. It's it's one of those things where, and I'm sure you do this. You know, you don't say. Oh, I work in the video games industry. It's more like, you know, I'm a journalist that covers uh, video game media. Yeah. It's probably something like that. So I come as, like, you know, I'm a, I I could be really corny and say, you know, I develop software. You know, that's the boring (laughs) thing to do. But, but no, you know, what's interesting is I think uh, as people, gamers are getting older, I think it's less of a problem. I can go into a, I can go to like a group of people my age and say, you know, I develop video games. And I think they immediately get it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's definitely the older generations that are kind of, you know they, they're not quite sure you know it's not like you know it's not like writing books or, or creating film or something so they don't quite understand it as much but you know it hasn't been too bad you know people understand that video games are being a you know kind of a, a bigger deal i think that we helped a lot with that and uh yeah it's
0: you know it's it's been fine so uh that's that's everything i've got for you dean i i appreciate hanging out can do you have a few extra minutes to hang out and do our trivia question with with us Definitely. Oh, I love it. All right. So in the meantime, let's let's give a plug. So Dean Dodrill, the man behind Dust and Elysian Tale, the capper to this year's Summer of Arcade. It is 1200 Microsoft points, which translates to 15 American dollars. Uh, God help you if you're using another currency because I can't translate for that. But uh, the game is out. It, it is. It is fantastic. It is the best of of old-school side-scrolling with, with amazing new-school art and mechanics, and you owe it to yourself to check it out. There's a reason that it is the the, the, the last game in the Summer of Arcade set. It is, uh, it is every bit worthy of that spot. And And as we always like to remind people, Dean, if you're not sure about the game with Live Arcade, the beauty part is every game has a free playable trial. Just download the trial edition and try it for yourself, right? Every game, yep. All right, so the game is out now. Dust and Elysian Tail, go download it on Microsoft Xbox Live Arcade on your 360, and uh, we'll, we'll test your trivia knowledge here in just a second. All right. Unlock
3: lock.
0: Can you take on the challenge? Uh, with Mitch in Germany, my usual co-host. Dean, you've been kind enough to hang out for a couple extra minutes to play the Unlock Block here on Podcast Unlock, where we test your Xbox trivia knowledge. Are you ready to uh, to either look really good or, or look really bad? I'm ready to look really bad, Ryan. <laughs> well, the good news is our, our listener... Whose question I selected, they win anyway. Just just for having their question picked, I'm going to give them a free copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen, courtesy of our mutual friend Dan Amrick over at OneOfSwords.com at Activision. Uh, I've only got about I've got about 984 copies of the game left to give away. He literally uh, sent me a thousand, <laughs> Dean. I'm, it's not a joke. He sent me yeah, one yeah. thousand copies. Yeah, that Dan. That's what he does. So uh, and and. uh so our winner this week's Patrick Dunning. He goes by uh, the gamertag False Asop. I like that one. You can also Patrick. I'll also give you a, a download code for Ghost Recon Future Soldiers Arctic Strike DLC if you would like that as well. I've got a few of those codes. So here we go. It's uh, you're not playing. Fortunately, you're not playing for Patrick here, Dean. You're just playing for your own pride. All right. So I have none. <laughs> here we go. Back in 2006. You may remember that Burger King released a handful of games for Xbox and Xbox 360 featuring their mascot, the Burger King. Uh Which of the following was not one of the Burger King games? All right. Which one of these was not a Burger King game? Was it Big Bumpin'? Was it Burger Bounce Explosion'? Was it Pocket Bike Racer? Or was it Sneak King? What was the second one? Burger Bounce
1: Explosion. I want to say that one wasn't it. Are you sure, Dean? Is that your
0: final answer?
1: I think so. The other ones sound familiar.
0: You, uh, I'll, get, I'll even give you a lifeline if you want. You know, 50-50 or one of the millionaire-style things. Are you
1: confident? I'm pretty sure it's... What, re, what's the first one? Big Bumpin'. Big Bumpin'. That one sounds like a real one. And The second one is the burger thing. And then Pocket
0: I'm, pocket Bike Racer and Sneak King.
1: I know sneaking was definitely one. It's got to be one of the first three. I don't remember the burger one. I remember driving around to Burger Kings trying to buy those stupid.
0: Games. <laughs> they, were,
1: they were like three <laughs> or four dollars each. I remember. Yeah. Pocket bike racer actually sounds like a different game. I'll go with that one. You I'll can go, go pocket bike. That. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Dean, you should have stuck with your gut. It was, in fact, Burger Bounce Explosion. Pocket oh, bike yeah.
1: racer was what was real. Okay, you threw yeah. me off there. Yeah. But yeah, that's. I've got those a f- games. I've got a cool. future as a uh,
0: as a game show host. Let me tell you yeah. what. No, you're right. They actually were halfway decent, and that was kind of the amazing part about them. Yeah. So uh, Patrick Dunning, congratulations! You've won yourself a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen. Thanks to Dan Amrick from uh, OneOfSwords.com and his his uh, parents, you know, corporate parents at Activision. So.
1: Don't tell him his parents are actually (laughs) Don't die. Your father, Bobby Kotick. With with one of those swords.
0: Well, that's it. Let's get out of here. Let's do some plugs. Let's start by not only, Dean, I want to thank you once again for hanging out for a while, giving a great interview. And again, it it really was, for me, a fascinating insight into your story. And it's such a great story and a unique story.
1: Thanks. It's been fun to share.
0: Now you realize that you're... You've got, like, the the second album jinx to get over. It's like, you know, because so many bands have, have that first great album, and then they can never replicate the success.
1: Yeah, maybe I should just retire.
0: <laughs> just go. Just quit while you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's the beauty part of games is, I find, you know, as opposed to movies where the sequel is almost never as good as the first one, games, as you yourself stated, you got... So much more to learn. You're going to head into your next project with so much more experience and knowledge, and a and a better idea of what to expect. That I'll bet you, you know, that your your next game is going to be even better than your first
1: one. I hope so. I, I, I probably should have shot lower for the first one.
0: <laughs> yep that's a that's an 8.5 from IGN. There's not much not much uh, room to grow there. You really should just pack it in and call it a day. All right, thank. No, you. No, don't do that. Instead, go to ign.com and read our review of Dust and Elysian Tale, in which we awarded an 8.5. Find out why we liked it and what parts we liked. You can also, uh, if you want to go, Dean, in fact, go tonight, log on to your Xbox, and check out, load up your IGN app. We have our app on the Xbox 360, and you can watch our video review of your own game.
1: Yeah, you guys have that up there, and I see you have the the launch trailer up there, it's pretty cool. You bet. Take a look at all that.
0: Uh, follow us on Twitter you can find of course at IGN I am at DMC underscore Ryan Uh, my co-host Mitchie D who's not here is at Mitchie D Justin Davis at Error Justin and Destin is at Destin Ligari Dean where can we find you on Twitter
1: Um, I'm I'm a Noogie Tweet N-O-O-G-Y-T-W-E-E-T Noogie Tweet excellent
0: well we will do that follow you and see uh see what your what your future holds i can't wait to see it uh, i do want to congratulate you one more time dust is a is an accomplishment and you got you're feeling
1: proud right it's a job well done do you, do you just feel great right now well you see my wife named my company humble hearts for a reason because <laughs> i'm i'm actually pretty pretty mellow it's it's definitely a good feeling but i'm just kind of just kind of chilling that's
0: you know you can't fault that That's a, you're a good man. That's a good attitude. So, uh, for Dean Dodrill, Justin Davis, Destin Legarry, I am Ryan McCaffrey. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's Podcast Unlocked. Most of you get us on iTunes, where you can search for Podcast Unlocked and just subscribe for free, and the show will be automatically downloaded to you. That's the easiest way to get it. You can also log on to the, of course, the Zune Marketplace for folks like Dean, who have a Windows phone. You can get us on there. Or, of course, just keep it locked to ign.com so we will see everybody again next week